3: of our imagination. What would you do if you started seeing things? Is there more to life than we can see? My fascinating conversation with the director and star of the documentary, Wake Up, Jonas Elrod. Jonas Elrod is joining us today, and let me tell you about Jonas. He was, for all intents and purposes, an average guy, born in a small, God-fearing town in the South. In his mid-30s, he was living an ordinary life in New York City, with his girlfriend, Mara, until one day, out of nowhere, something very strange happened to him. Welcome, Jonas Elrod. Thank you very much for having me. appreciate Um, it. So glad you're here. Uh, I just want to preface this by saying I understand that your intention in doing the documentary, your intention in coming forward with the story, is not to convince people to believe you or to not to believe you, but it is what?
2: you're right is uh, I'm not trying to convince people okay uh, I was a documentary filmmaker before this happened mm-hmm. otherwise I might have tried I don't know interpretive dance or something but um, <laughs> it was a very trying process to document the so process. you were a
3: filmmaker before right hmm so you're just an ordinary guy
2: w- whatever that means yeah. yeah but I mean I was a normal you know working stiff out of New York trying to make my way in filmmaking mm-hmm. this kind of landed in my mm-hmm. lap
3: hmm okay what
2: happened um, I was finishing work on my first documentary, and it was the last night of the shoot. Okay. And it's like 11 o'clock in San Francisco, I'm labeling tapes and charging batteries, and the room got really cold. Mm-hmm. There was a light that appeared in the corner of the room, and... What kind of light? I mean, it was just a light. This popped in the corner of the room, and then lights started pouring in, and then geometry started coming out of the walls, and spirit started... What do you mean, geometry? It's really hard to explain. Some things would be squares, triangles, different things stacked up on one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, re- I don't understand that to this day. Did the lights have color or were just, was it a bright light? After a couple hours, color started coming in. But this process lasted about 11 hours of just all these spirits coming in. What? It, well, it was beautiful and absolutely terrifying. Um, so you are in a room. Are you alone? I'm alone. Mm-hmm. Um, the phone won't work. I can't turn on the TV. I walk down the halls to go pace in the parking lot. They follow me. So. Was it a hotel or? It was was a, it? Oh, I'm sorry, it was a hotel, It was a Ramada Inn in San Francisco. Spirits kept coming in. Some things looked angelic to me. Some things looked demonic, and they kept showing me things which I didn't understand. One of the things. Were you well, okay? So the first thing,
3: the first thing <laughs> I would say is. Did you think you were crazy? Did you think you were hallucinating? Did you think you were dreaming? Did you think, had you been up? Had
2: you, first of all, had you done drugs? Those are all the right questions to ask. Mm -hmm. And if any of those things would have happened, I would have felt better about it. Mm -hmm. Um, No, I was not doing drugs. Uh, I had not been up. I didn't smash my head against the wall 15 times. Mm -hmm. You know, I was on a job working. So Mm -hmm. I'm very professional Mm and just getting my job done. And this happened out of nowhere. And I'm thinking would you run out of the room would you um well well, some of it looked very beautiful to me um and really moved me in a positive way Uh uh-huh um and i it didn't seem scary when my rational brain kicked in i was like what the hell's going on this is terrifying but But you just said 11 hours it lasted i mean not a full-on thing but you know i'm doing everything i think that you do so i get the bible and i'm reading the bible i'm trying to get out of the room and then After time, it kind of becomes comical. I mean, it doesn't sound comical, but they kept showing me these different Things and, and visions and these spirits—I don't really know how to explain it. Did you either.
3: know what they? did You're calling it spirits now, but did you know that that's what it was? Is that is that what you said when you first saw the light and the geometry and the colors and the
2: stuff? Did you say, "Oh, these are spirits"? Well, some of them like some of them like what you said—they like silhouettes. Mm-hmm. Some of it like masses of energy that mm-hmm. would just kind of come in the room, come through a wall. Some of it looked like people and it was just kind of a mishmash of a bunch of things that showed up. Mm -hmm. Um, But I didn't know what any of this meant in the beginning. Mm -hmm. It was just uh, very overwhelming to say the least. So for a couple of days it's intense and
3: you're feeling it and seeing it. And Mm -hmm. what do you think? What do you say to yourself?
2: I was never afraid. I never thought I was losing my mind. I never thought I'd gone crazy. You never did. My fear was, how do I stop this? That was my big fear. You wanted to stop it. Well, I didn't really want a laser light show around me 24-7. It's like, I have to go to work. I have to do this. I can't have all this around. Mm-hmm. That was my big fear. You see lights coming out of people? Well, people call them auras. Mm-hmm. So I would see, like, I'm looking at you, and I see, like, a t- small outline around mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people see this at times. And uh, you're, you know, mm-hmm. I would see that off people. So they're talking, they kind of move real quick. I would see almost like an imprint of where they were or or just lights. In time, color started to come into that, I guess, auric field. Mm-hmm. I didn't know any of this at the time. Mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't know about auras or any of this stuff. Mm-hmm. I had to research and got a lot of teachers in Wake Up that really kind of explained this stuff to mm-hmm. me. So it was moving but it was, and beautiful, but it was also horrifying.
3: You know, we had a guy on Soul Series once. One of my favorite stories on Soul Series was a gentleman who was involved in a horrible plane crash and the plane caught on fire most of the people were killed and as he was exiting it's one of my favorite stories actually on the Oprah show and here as he was exiting this was a person who was not a religious person at all and he said he turned to look back at the fuselage and everybody was buckled in their seatbelts and all on fire because he happened to be in Mm -hmm. first class but he saw the auras rising from their bodies the light rising from the the burning bodies and what he realized was some were brighter than others he said Mm -hmm. and he said I'm not a religious man but I made a decision after I got out that I want to live so that my aura burns brightly
2: that's beautiful yeah
3: so there's something to that aura thing
2: there is I mean sir FROM MY POINT OF VIEW, CERTAIN PEOPLE GIVE OUT A CERTAIN ENERGY, AND, mm-hmm. and WOMEN, LIKE MARY, SHE CAN REALLY FEEL IT.
3: Mm-hmm. SO WERE THERE EVER, YOU KNOW, DARK ENTITIES?
2: YES. Mm-hmm. I MEAN, I SAW THINGS, I CONSIDER ANGELIC, HIGHER VIBRATIONAL mm-hmm. ENTITIES, AND I DEFINITELY SAW LOWER LEVEL STUFF.
3: WHAT WERE THE BAD SPIRITS OR THE BAD ENERGY OR THE LOWER VIBRATIONAL FREQUENCIES YOU WERE SEEING?
2: Um, I MEAN, IT, it WAS... <sighs> I, I talk about this a little bit, but what happens is people get kind of anxious and fearful, and I definitely don't want to bring that out. But, you know, I saw different things like walking shadows or things like black flying trash bags, just really strange, mm-hmm. and these energies put out something, and so you you feel it, and it feels wrong. Mm-hmm. So we were to shake hands, you would feel in some degree where I was. Oh, that feels right, that feels wrong. These energies felt bad, mm-hmm. um, and that's when I brought out the Bible, and I was you know, doing verses and whatnot, and then more light would come in. And it, it was really uh, mind-boggling, to say the least. Were you religious before this happened? Um, I, I always went to Sunday school or wanted to go. It was never pushed on me. I used to go with the neighbors, because I was always very curious about God. And then as time went on, I had issues with the things I was taught. But I've always been a seeker, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Three, four years before this happened, I just kind of gave up. Would you consider yourself, before this happened, a Christian? Um, A certain type of Christian. I mean, following the works of Christ. Yes, Mm -hmm. absolutely. I think it's what is so
3: fascinating to me about your story is that you are quote an ordinary guy, as people would say. You know, it's not. um, Yeah. You know, it's not. You. I think it's really exciting that you weren't on this path. That you weren't somebody who's been saying forever or seeking forever or wanting to know or were quote new age.
0: Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. The next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get podcasts.
3: So was there a trigger in your life that you think opened you up to this?
2: I have no idea. I mean, if I'd gone through a about a depression or I lost a job or won the lottery if something extreme had happened I could trace it back and say well, maybe this is a ripple effect but it just happened spontaneously
3: who was the first person you told after it all started
2: the first and really the only person I told uh, was my friend Rob Brees mm-hmm. um, and he was uh, agnostic and I still had my Christian belief system mm-hmm. and I, I still have some of that but honestly mm-hmm. you know God fearing from the South if you're not down with Jesus well you yeah. know there's gonna be a problem so
3: let's just talk about first of all you your agnostic friend Rob who'd been your friend for how long um, 15 years 15 years or somewhere around there he was your best buddy he was yeah he was your gail you don't have a best buddy. he was again. my gail he was your gail
2: yeah. all right so did he judge you or did he just say hey man you're crazy or what no he was very curious and we would have great discussions and philosophical and metaphysical and meaningful life discussions mm-hmm. um, and he would share his beliefs and I would share my experiences and my beliefs not in an aggressive way but just I understand where he's coming from for me I'm more heart-centered so if it feels right you know mm-hmm. I'm open to it for right. him he was in his head with it mm-hmm. and so I shared these experiences with him for three months um, and then one night I came I flew from New York to Georgia to do a music video and we met and we had a conversation and I told him some more experiences and this light opened up in his chest and rushed at me and I told him what had happened he's like well that's strange and I've seen so much stuff it's just okay another thing I have no idea what it means the next morning he was coming to meet me at set and he got um, he was riding a Ducati motorcycle a car hit him and uh, took, you know put him in the hospital And then a few months later, he died.
3: Mm. What did you feel at the moment when you're sitting with your friend and the light from his body,
2: from his chest, you said,
3: rushed you, came
2: rushing at you? Uh, It it was just overwhelming. And, you know, I normally don't tell someone every time I see something, but I told him right away, and he's like, well, you know, weird. And we're both like, what do do I do with that? Mm -hmm. Um, And then the next morning, like I said, he got in the wreck, and so I'm out there shooting a music video waiting on him waiting on him and then it dawned on me he's not going to make it and so I went through a lot of mixed emotions and definitely sadness and anger and confusion on in my take as I saw that before it happened uh, so tell us how you met Mara <laughs> I met Mara uh, don't get me crying Oprah <laughs> <laughs> I met uh, Mara at Rob's funeral mm. and. Uh, <laughs> It's okay. Uh, I've been crying all week. Um, It's okay. I knew when I saw her uh, that I was connected to her, that there was something about her, and it scared me. And Uh I'll let her tell her side of it, but Uh uh, I met her at a funeral, and I fell in love with her at sight. You fell in love with Mara at your best friend's funeral.
3: Right. And that's how that connection started.
2: Yeah. Wow. So it was, you know, i thank him every day. It was quite a gift, uh, what he brought to me.
3: Mm-hmm. It's yeah. pretty amazing.
2: Yeah, I'm the, I feel like the luckiest man on the planet. I'm mm-hmm. sure you feel mm-hmm. similar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, Rob's death, happening the way it happened, he did two things for me. He connected me with my soulmate, and he proved this without a shadow of a doubt uh, that this is real, that this is happening because mm-hmm. of the cause and effect.
3: Yeah. Now, what's interesting is that you had seen the entities, you'd been having conversations with Rob about it, mm-hmm. and it's only after his death and meeting Mira and knowing for sure Mm -hmm. inside yourself that his death hooked you up with her, Mm -hmm. that it's confirmed for you in a way that you cannot deny. You know what is interesting, I always say this about my life and everybody else's, is that the universe tries, universe, I use universe and God interchangeably, um, tries and tries and tries to get us to see the best of ourselves in every way, in every experience, in everything that's happening every day to everybody every experience that you're drawing into yourself is is there for that purpose and when you don't it gets stronger and stronger and stronger Amen. and stronger and stronger until you finally pay attention and so for you it is your your best friend's death and meeting Mira
2: yeah I, I would agree mm-hmm. I mean uh, now I, I subscribe to that that they can tap you on the shoulder or whisper you in your ear yes you know wake up look at this or knock you in the head You need a pay- yeah why do you think you were
3: chosen to have this incredible experience? And are there other people who are having the same experiences who see things? I see dead people. Oh, Lord.
2: <laughs> of course, everybody oh, said that to you. Yeah, I was waiting to be that guy. Walking <laughs> out there. Hey, Mr. I see dead people. Yeah. I mean, it's so much bigger than that. Mm-hmm. Um But do other people have this? Absolutely. Um, I think a lot of people have these experiences. And, you know, Mary and I always talk, women's intuition, it's just a thing you say in the South, but it's a real thing. You just don't think about what the words are. Mm -hmm. So we have intuition all the time. Mine happens to be visual.
3: Mm
2: -hmm. Um, The why me question, I searched and chased that answer for many years. And my answer is, I don't know. Mm -hmm. And my answer now is, I don't care. I don't Mm -hmm. care why me. Because it's been given to you. Do you see anything here now? Um, you know, I didn't think you would ask me that, but yeah. I do. You do? But it, it's different. You know, when I hear about I see ghosts, what uh, I think of the Sixth Sense, I think of Scooby-Doo. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look that way to me. Mm-hmm. What I see are masses of energy. Okay, what do you see right now? Tell me. Um, I don't know what it is, but I see formations and things of energy back behind that camera, and I see your aura pop up here and there. Mm-hmm. But I'm not looking at you, and you have your yellow sweater with this aura. Ta-da, mm-hmm. I see it occasionally.
3: hmm
2: And um, your is inter- it a good aura? It's great. Okay. It, your energy is violet. hmm And the whole Roy G. Biv thing—that's when I started learning that this really is something um, can reflect where someone is.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And but you can also what, what you can violet? also be having a terrible day. Yeah. And it can look a certain way. Uh-huh. So, when people are bright and have bright energy, I'll go shake their hand, talk to them, hang out, get coffee, grab a beer. If it's splintered and dark and all mashed up you know, God bless them and mm-hmm. send them on their way. But I I was in a similar event that you were in years ago. Um, it was Spike Lee had a cruise, and they uh-huh. were celebrating his life's work. And I saw you come out. I didn't say anything to you, but I really saw your energy then. It was just huge and violet, and uh, fans were coming up, wanting their pictures taken. And, you know, it was about a 30-second exchange, and I was like, good, because not projecting, but all the works you've done and who you are, mm-hmm. and there's always going to be projection on you. I wanted to believe that you were a great person. Mm-hmm. And when I saw you know, just this wall of beautiful energy come out, I was like, oh, great. Um, nice. Yeah, I never, ever thought I'd be having this conversation. <laughs> this is, you know, now, why I thought my life think, was surreal. Why
3: didn't you before. think I would ask you, because it's an obvious question to ask, do you see anything now? Because I think right. you know, people are like, what do you see? What can you tell me? It wasn't like that. I just wanted to know, oh, no, you, and I, you
2: still see it? I, I do, and I think people are more curious now than ever because the systems that we have are falling apart. Mm-hmm. People are suffering. Mm-hmm. People are looking. So, you know, for me, documentaries are a way to get out information. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. It was a hard process, but uh, I could not feel more blessed uh, being able to do this.
3: Well, the film is called Wake Up. This is it, it, this is just the beginning, and the reason why Jonas did this is so that everybody, not necessarily, believes what he said, because he doesn't care at this point whether you believe it or not. At this not. point, I don't. Yes, what 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 he's here for is to get you to start exploring your own path. Thank you. This has been a blast. Wow! Thanks. Now, my conversation with Mara Evans, co-star, girlfriend, and resident skeptic from the film Wake Up. I'm joined by Mara Evans, featured prominently in the documentary Wake Up. She's talking about her uh, partner, life mate, Jonas Elrod, who started having uh, experiences that were abnormal to most of us. He started seeing things. He started seeing light and auras in people, in situations and walking down the street. Bombarded by images, geometric figures, um, other entities. And Jonas's girlfriend, Mara Evans, played a pivotal role in this film. She was the skeptic like I'm sure so many of you uh, would be. She loved her boyfriend. She supported him. But she was like, what is going on. She was questioning these experiences. Uh, Welcome, Mara. Thank you. When he first told you about it, what did you think?
1: it took me a second it definitely took me a second i remember sitting in his kitchen in brooklyn and and him revealing something, I could tell he was nervous mm-hmm. about. He, you know, he'd been building up. Like, okay, it's tonight. I'm going to tell her tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I was ready for him to come out with it. Like, what? What is this? so You can tell me anything. Did you think it was some other woman or something? I wasn't sure. Yeah. I wasn't sure. But I, I was preparing my heart for for whatever it was that I'm going to be ready for this. Mm-hmm. No, no matter what, and I mm-hmm. can work through it. And. And then when he told me... How long had you all it, been together, by the way? We had been together for probably a couple of months. Wow, okay. A couple of months. So he wanted to go ahead and come out and, and tell and me. And as he
3: revealed uh, in, in our conversation, he had met you at his best friend's funeral. Yes, Yes, and felt that, that, is that correct. the best friend who had died had put you all in each other's path.
1: Yeah. We absolutely felt that way, and it both hit us that Rob gave us a gift. And it was like his, like, hey, guys, I love you, and be together. Mm. I was just so in love with him from the moment I saw him that it really wouldn't have mattered what he told me. Um, It did floor me. um, What did he tell you? Do you remember? It was something along the lines of... Uh, simply, I see things, I think is how... And he's sitting at your kitchen table? He, we, uh, we were sitting at his kitchen table uh-huh. at the time. And he said, uh, I see things. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm like, what do you mean you you see things? And he explained it to be, I see geometric patterns. I see squares, triangles, circles in the sky. I see colors. I see entities coming in and out of walls. I see things. And then, sort of, you know, catching my eye and waiting for the reaction. Waiting for, are you crazy or what? Yeah. Waiting for, I'm gonna, I'm out of here. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. And okay, fella. I thought about, you know, I, I was the like, moment okay, where you I go, need okay, it was a little too good to be true. <laughs> <laughs> I needed a second. I needed a second. But since meeting Jonas for the first time and having that full body experience that I talk about in the film, of knowing this individual as soon as he walked in to that funeral home. Knowing, like, I I just had lightning going through me and I'm like, okay, if this type of miracle can happen, then what else is out there? Mm -hmm. So I kept having to keep the mind open, keep the mind up. It got hard at times for me because I didn't understand where I fit in with this journey. You know, I couldn't tell anybody. We kept it a secret for a long time. Um, I didn't talk to my family about it. Mm -hmm. There was no, you know, guidebook for this Mm -hmm. at all. Why didn't you talk to your family? He had asked me not to for a while, and so I respected that. of course, I needed to talk to somebody. Yes, I know. When you're carrying something like this, you need to share it with somebody.
3: Yeah. You need at least just one other person. For me, that's always Gail. Just if one other person knows, exactly. you feel like, okay, I've let go of some of that burden. I don't, Okay, right. Just one other person. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I can understand from watching the film that you would feel, where is my place in yeah. all of this?
1: Absolutely. Where is my place? And, you know, kind of coming from my e- own ego place a little bit of well, this is all great for you, but what about me, you mm-hmm. know? Um, and then I would, you know, oh, don't think that, don't think that. This is an amazing experience he's having. And and then some days I just want to do the laundry. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't want to have to deal with, you know, four entities moving through the living room or... Could you see or feel them? No, mm-hmm. I, I never... I, I can feel things when I need to leave a store. Mm-hmm. I can feel things like this is the wrong neighborhood I'm driving through. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I think most of us can have mm-hmm. these sensations. I've definitely worked on it. I've I've asked for it. I've mm-hmm. prayed for it at times going through the journey with him. Like, okay, if he can see it, why can't I see it? Let me have an experience too because I want to join him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, yeah, I struggled bouncing around trying to find, well, is it okay that I'm skeptical sometimes? Is it okay that I get frustrated with this? Because he was so skeptical. Questions? Because I was so I skeptical. Think skepticism. Skepticism is really appropriate
0: here. As I learned, yes, skepticism is really appropriate. That's why you were there. This episode is brought to you by PNC Bank. Some things should be boring, like banking. Boring is safe and reliable. You don't want your bank to be entertaining. Entertaining is for podcasts with inspiring celebrity guests, not banks. PNC Bank strives to be boring with your money, so you can be happily fulfilled with your life. PNC Bank, brilliantly boring since 1865. Brilliantly boring since 1865 is the service mark of the PNC Financial Services Group, Inc. PNC Bank, National Association, Member FDIC. Thomas's presents Technique
2: with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder dash! Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies' splendor, for each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's, huzzah! A toast to breakfast. Are you
1: still a skeptic oh uh, you know i i can't even decide i i question if my deodorant is right you know <laughs> I, I i question everything mm-hmm. i i i can't help but doing that and and now i find that mitchum clear and dry is really good. Oh, great <laughs> i will try it <laughs> i now i know that it's that's me and that's okay to be me mm-hmm. and to have that gift given to me uh, you that's cool you mm-hmm. know and here i thought this whole time you know the film's going to come out and i'm going to look like a like, like a you know a bad person mm-hmm. i thought i i thought everybody would not like me because mm-hmm. i'm the one that's not you know really along for the ride mm-hmm. uh, i i think a, a lot of people tend to i think it makes the film more credible actually
3: because if you had been the kind of person who, or girlfriend, supporter, who's like, oh my God, this is so great, I think this is wonderful, then everybody would be even more suspicious. I think that you play the role of the skeptical viewer or the discerning viewer, or anybody would be. You know, most people are not open, are not on the same vibrational frequency that they're seeing things. Mm -hmm. So, of course we would question. And so you present that voice for us, the viewer in the film.
1: I've always been that type of person. I, I certainly have seen uh, people in relationships absorb into the mm-hmm. other person without question. You mm-hmm. know, all of a sudden they like their that band or they play that video game with that person without mm-hmm. question, and that's okay. But it, when you start losing pieces of yourself, yeah. that's what's so great about it. You held on to yourself. Yeah, you held on to yourself.
3: So what now? Have your your friends? How they reacted? What have they said? What has been their response?
1: I, I tell people, uh, you're a pre-movie friend <laughs> or a post-movie friend. Oh, really? So I have these relationships with people, and um, and then they see the film, and all of a sudden, sitting down with me and locking eyes with my new friend, I call them. Mm-hmm. They open their hearts more to me. They open their experiences more to me. They have, they share with me their past experience, like I said, and. Tears in their eyes I've seen. Mm -hmm. um, And I've also seen people just say, well, that's cool. That's cool. I'm all right with that too, you know. Mm -hmm. But I can definitely feel a difference in my relationships with pre-movie and post-movie. Wow. Mm -hmm. What has being
3: a part of this experience done for you as a human
1: being? It's taught me that your wake-up experience doesn't have to look like anyone else's doesn't have to look like Jonas's it doesn't have to look like mine it doesn't have to look like Oprah's it can look like your awake experience and and if you're open to it you know it's there and it's there for everybody it always comes back I think to
3: Glinda the Good Witch you always had the power
1: always had it always had it
3: and it's right here for everybody absolutely yeah delightful to see you thank you thank you thank you thank you I'm Oprah Winfrey
1: And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one Mick Crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem
2: of a detour.
3: Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding right your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader, too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro...